Hey there, Vikings Nation. Get ready to dive deep into the Skull State of Mind. Join our host, D. Woods, as he shares his unfiltered takes on all things Vikings. From expert game analysis to player controversies and everything in between. If you love the Vikings for better or worse, then you've come to the right place. So grab a drink and let's talk all things purple and gold. This is the Skull State of Mind Podcast. Welcome to the Skull State of Mind Podcast. As you know, I'm your host, D. Woods. And let's get into a Vikings-Bears Monday night preview. First off, before we even get into the topics today, I want to let you guys know, thank you out there for being patient with me. I was extremely sick the past couple of days going into the week. I lost my voice. I kind of got it back, you know, on Saturday, as you saw me on the um, live stream with Yogi. Zoe and a couple of Lions fans, but I had to make sure I got my video in today and try to get it to you guys as soon as possible so you guys can hear my takes before this game on Monday. So let's dive into it. Justin Jefferson. All right. First off, we knew Justin Jefferson basically wasn't, you know, scheduled to play. And then all of a sudden we got that weird questionable tag on him, you know, going forward or whatever. Me personally, I thought he was going to play, but it came out and said that he's not going to play. Now, how I look at it like this, like there's two ways of looking at it. Like Justin Jefferson can get in there and he can basically get his feet wet, you know, kind of test it in live game speed. Cause that's the thing that like, you got to understand though. Like there's no real simulation of live game speed, no matter how, what kind of things you do in practice. Like the game speed is a whole lot different. So I kind of can get him wanting to come out there, you know, test it live game speed, test it against somebody that's not, you know, his teammate or whatever. I get that. But there is the bye week after this game. So if he, you know, doesn't play on Monday, that actually is going to give him maybe like three weeks going forward to actually get 100% healthy. And I understand Justin Jefferson's point. I'm not saying it's about money, it's about his contract, something like that. But he's been relatively healthy his whole career. And me as a Viking fan, I wouldn't want him to come back, you know, not his true self, not 100%. And we have been winning without him. So it's kind of like there's no real rush to bring J.J. back just to kind of win a couple of games. I mean, they're in a playoff hunt right now. So I think at the end of the day, it's best that Justin Jefferson, you know, sits out this week with the Bears, going to the bye week, sit out again, rehab some more, and then come in, you know, to the week with the um, with the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, 100% healthy, hopefully. But that's how I feel about it about J.J. So let's get into this Bears game. Four keys to victory. Here are my four keys to victory. All right. Number one, we got to run the ball consistently and don't abandon it. And what I mean by that is there's going to be runs that you're not going to be able to get five, 10 yards down the field. There might be some runs where you get, you know, a neck of the play here, two yards here, stuff like that. What I'm saying is, and I've been saying this for a long time now, I really want KLC to be consistent with the run and not abandon it. See, the thing about running the ball is this. It's like the running backs, they need to be able to build their rhythm. 
as the game goes along. So that way, you know, when it comes to those, you know, third and shorts at the end of the game, they have confidence in themselves that, oh, yeah, I'm going to get those two yards. So that's what I mean about staying with the running game consistently and don't abandon it. All right. My next key to victory is this one right here. Don't rely so much on Josh Dobbs scrambling. All right. I understand Josh Dobbs is the media darling and, you know, a lot of people like scrambling quarterbacks and, you know, making, you know, the play downfield, scrambling, final receiver. But I don't want the Vikings offense, excuse me, I don't want the Vikings offense to get stagnant to where they're dependent on Dobbs legs to bail them out, you know, potential third and long or whatever, because that gets old and these are NFL defenses and they're going to game plan on that. So I don't want Dobbs to be our running game. That kind of piggybacks the first one too. All right. The second thing for a keys to victory, limit Justin Fields making plays with his legs. Think about that. Just like I said with Dobbs, with the scrambling, you know, scrambling in the pocket, running around, finding the open receiver downfield. We can't allow Fields to get comfortable. We have to smother Fields from the beginning of the game and keep a spy on him, however Flores wants to do it. I mean, they did it before. So however he wants to do it again, we do that, basically make him way uncomfortable so that way he can't make any plays. Because the thing about Justin Fields, when he's running the ball and he scrambles and he sees – DJ Moore downfield for a long pass. That's something that the Vikings don't need to don't need. Okay. And the last key to victory is can we play a turnover free football game? I know it's asking a lot because it's the Minnesota Vikings, but turnovers has really affected this team. And that's probably why the record is what it is. So I understand turnovers do happen. But let's not have them crazy, costly turnovers that basically cost us the drive here or drive there, you know, and then the Bears get a field goal or they get a touchdown or whatever. Let's try to play turnover-free football. All right, let's talk about the Bears a little bit. Bears players to watch. All right, my number one player I think we should watch for the Bears on Monday night, DJ Moore. Some people say DJ Moore has the ability to take the top off of a defense and, you know, his his breakaway speed or whatever, his yards after the catch. I understand that. But it's kind of – it's really tied to Justin Fields. And if you – I remember the game where he had, like, three touchdowns or whatever. It was just basically all, like, scramble plays. So I feel like the Vikings have to limit DJ Moore for making big plays down the field. All right? And it's the same thing with, with Justin Fields, like stop him from grabbing him, basically. All right, <clears throat> let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Potential Vikings standout players. All right, I'm going to go back to one of my keys to the game, and I'm going to talk about the running game. I feel this game should be dominate, dominated by the Vikings running game. I really want to see Ty Chandler and Alexander Madison go for combined 165 yards and two touchdowns. That's what I want them to do. That's that's my standout player. I know it's two players, but it's a back by committee. So I'm saying the running game, 
165 yards plus and two touchdowns. All right, Josh Metellus, I want to see, you know, a quote-unquote bounce-back game from Josh Metellus. You know, I'm predicting Josh Metellus get a pick six. Take it to the house, baby. That's what I'm talking about. And another player I want to watch, you know, can be a potential standout player is Justin Blackman. I'm not sure if a Caleb Evans will play on Monday, but Blackman had a, a pretty up and down game against Denver. So I'm feeling like with him going into the week, getting more practice time with the ones and, you know, just trying to get the last game, you know, out of his head, basically, you know, having subjective amnesia or whatever you call it. I think he's going to have a rebound game and he's going to play a whole lot better against the Chicago Bears. Also, TJ Hawkinson. If TJ Hawkinson can go into this game and still solidify himself, you know, on paper, because we know Travis Kelsey is that guy, solidify himself on paper, you know, and with his play as the best tight end in the football, he's been doing it. He's been making plays. I mean, it's been drops here and there, but like, I just think about sometimes like where would this offense be if it wasn't for TJ Hawkinson? So TJ Hawkinson continuing to be the best tight end in the game. All right. So, Let's talk about these turnovers, all right? Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. The Vikings have been having a lot of costly turnovers throughout the whole season. And when I say costly turnovers, it's like the turnovers happen at the worst time. Like you get a stop or you get a turn, uh, interception or whatever for the opposing team, and the Vikings go down the field and they turn the ball over. It kind of feels like they shoot themselves in the foot and they can't like you know, do anything afterwards. So I feel like just piggybacking what I was saying before, like if they can play mistake-free football and limit the turnovers and not have turnovers at the worst time of the game, I think they can be all right. I really do think so. But turnovers is a part of the game. <sighs> just the Vikings got too many of them, man. They, they, they got way too many of them. Now, Let's get into a topic, you know, it's a touchy topic about people out there. And I just really want to give my in-depth opinion on how I feel about it going forward. Josh Dobbs ain't it. All right. I'm going to say it once and I'm going to say it again. Josh Dobbs ain't it. And if he plays a good game and, you know, he can be a little bit more consistent and not keep turning the damn ball over, then I'm going to change my stance. But how I feel right now when this video is being recorded, Josh Dobbs ain't it. Here's why. This is how I feel why Josh Dobbs ain't it. All right? Josh Dobbs has over, has six turnovers since he's been with the Minnesota Vikings. Right? Six. Kirk Cousins, seven, whatever. Addison Madison, two, whatever. Cool. Turnover, right? I feel like this. I've been watching the games with Josh Dobbs or whatever, and I really feel that the first half of the games, he's able to run around in the pocket, do things he wants, you know, make the wild plays or whatever. But when you come back on the field in the second half, I think the defense kind of changes it up and they basically limit to what he can do. And it throws into the consideration also that 
he doesn't really have a full, he has a full playbook, but he doesn't have all the playbook. Basically, he's not dealing with the same debt Kirk Cousins or Jaron Hall basically would have. Basically, so he's kind of limited. And I'm seeing receivers downfield when he's trying to scramble completely open. Like I seen on the play where he basically had the interception and when he threw the ball, I saw TJ Hawkinson's, you know, down the field, like touch, like first down basically. Right. So that's the thing that I, 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 it worries me a lot when it comes to Josh Dobbs and his ability to scramble and stuff like that. Is it's like, is he not looking downfield to make the play downfield or is he only looking for to basically do it with his legs and figure things out because these are NFL defenses. They're not going to let you keep doing that, you know, every game. I mean, Lamar Jackson is, I mean, people thought he was going to come into the league and just run the ball, but he actually taking the ball down the field. And another thing too, I think about it from a different standpoint of like, I really want Jaron Hall to play. And this is my reasoning why, like, we all know we had the magical season in 2017 where Case Keenum led us, helped lead us to the NFC title game when we lost, right? And I just look at this situation with Josh Dobbs as a as a as a scenario that's quite similar. So after the 2017 season, the Vikings basically had no quarterbacks on the books. Teddy Bridgewater was a free agent, Case Keenum was a free agent, and Sam Bradford was a free agent. So the Vikings had to do one or two things. They either had to reach in the draft or sign a quarterback off the streets, you know, to a big deal, which led to Kirk Cousins. We're not finna get into Kirk Cousins right now. Is it good or bad? But what I'm saying is I don't want the Vikings to have to reach either way because I feel that they need to see what Jaron Hall actually has you know, with this team? Like, is he? can he be a potential solid backup for the next coming years? Could he be the potential starter? And he's really pretty much the only quarterback that has a contract on the books outside of this season. Kirk Cousins doesn't have a contract on the books. He has the void years. Josh Dobbs is a free agent. Mullins is a free agent, all right? And we're not even going to talk about Sean, Sean Mannion. So what I'm saying is it's like – if I'm the Minnesota Vikings management and coaching staff, I would like to see what we have in Jaron Hall because we only basically saw one good drive, one bad drive, and basically that was it. And I really feel like going forward, like, why not test the kid? You know, who knows? I'll give a situation like similar to, you know, the the San Francisco 49ers, right? They traded up for Trey Lance and, you know, they still had Jeremy Garoppolo. So I'm last season right now. And then they, they got Brock Purdy with the last pick in the draft. So we, we know what happened to Trey Lance last year. He got hurt. Garoppolo got hurt and they went to Brock Purdy. Now that was a, a, that was golden what they did because they were able to see what they drafted and what they had in Brock Purdy. And if they wasn't didn't give him the opportunity to see what they had, they probably would have reached somewhere else. And we already know what happens when you when you reach shit. They reached for Trey Lance and didn't really give him the opportunity. So I just feel like at the end of the day, like I'm gonna keep saying it, like 
I want to see Jaron Hall. And I really feel like the way Josh Dobbs has been playing, he's been playing okay. It's been, it hasn't been great. But I think like, now that I think, I feel that it may be a disaster game coming. And a lot of people ask me like, what do you think a disaster game looks like? I mean, shit, he's already have has six turnovers on the team already, and he's only been with the team three games. That sucks. So I feel like a disaster game where he's not taking the ball down the field, where he's taking too many centers. Because if you really think about the way Josh Dobbs been playing, there's been a lot of interceptions that the opposing team just haven't caught. Let's just let's just be real. It's been a lot of times where they basically drop these interceptions. So I'm just saying, like, I feel Josh Dobbs on it. I really feel, you know, they should give Jaron Hall another look and see what they have long term, considering, you know, the contract situation. Like, you know, we don't know. Like, Josh Dobbs is making a lot of money for himself, basically. Think about it like that. Like, the contract that he's going to get next year is not going to be the contract that he has now. So you're going to have to be stuck. It's like if you're going to overpay for a backup, because that's what Josh Dobbs is. He's a backup. Okay. Are you going to already have a backup on your roster or are you going to re-sign Kirk Cousins to a crazy amount of money? Like, or are you going to reach in the draft? So it's kind of hard. It, it, it really is kind of hard. And let's just, you know, let's see what the boy got. So, Let's go on to KOC. All right. This is my issue with KOC play calling. I'm not going to dive into this a little bit too, you know, too much or whatever, but I just really feel at times he gets a little too damn cute. And when I say like he gets too cute, it's like third and one, run that shit down the middle and get the first down play like, we don't need any trick plays and stuff like that. And then when it's times for him not for him not to be cute and whatever, it kind of like feels like he shuts down and he does something stupid. Basically, you know, the fourth and one where you punt, like take that fourth and one. Like, like I rather you risk it there than you doing something else with like it just really makes no damn sense. So I think KLC needs to get way more consistent with his play calling and stop being so fucking cute. After outside of that, like I can't really say too much bad about him. I just certain situations to where, you know, he's being too cute. And I really feel like we're seeing him learn as a as a head coach for the first time, you know? So it is what it is. All right. So here's my prediction for the Bears Vikings on Monday. I think the Vikings are going to take care of business. And I think the Vikings are going to win. 27 to 10. Now, let's back that up a little bit. That's if everything the Vikings do go well and they're able to dominate this team, they're able to make the Bears turn the ball over and they, you know, capitalize on that. But there's, like I said, within this, within this whole, you know, video, there's a lot of things I'm worried about. Is a Caleb Evers plan? Is, you know, Justin Blackman going to be able to rebound from his bad performance? You know, is Josh Dobbs going to be able to absorb the playbook a little bit more and actually go downfield? Those things like that. So if everything happens the right way for the Vikings, it should be 27-10. And you have to also think that the Vikings need to win this game because if you look at the standings, the standings in the NFC playoff hunt is getting a little tight. As of right now, 
the Vikings are six and five in the sixth spot, with Seattle with six and five at the seventh spot, right? So this is how I'm thinking about it like that. You got you got you got the Green Bay Packers, you know, coming out of nowhere at five and six. And you also have the Los Angeles Rams at five and six and the New Orleans Saints at five and six. So what I'm think I'm thinking like this. I just really feel like the Vikings gotta come in here, take care of business, and you know, not have to worry about them other teams. And I really feel like if they don't take care of business, then they're going to be looking over their shoulder trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to get in the playoff hunt, you know, if they can get that seven or, you know, six or seven seed, you know, as a um, as a wild card. And if you actually look at the standards for the NFC North, the Bears, you know, we play the Bears on on Monday. The, the Lions lost Thursday, so they're eight and three. So the Vikings can really take care of business and be seven to five going into that bye week. And when I'm talking about going into that bye week, you want to go into the bye week and actually, you know, feel good about yourself. Like you don't want to go into that bye week on a loss, you know, because maybe Justin Jefferson can come back after the bye week. We really don't know. Because if you look at the games going forward, the next couple of games after the bye week, you if you beat the Bears, you have a bye, you go to Vegas, get the Raiders. You get the Bengals that don't have Joe Burrow, and then it's going to start getting interesting in that NFC playoff hunt and the NFC, you know, North standings. You get the Lions, you get the Packers, the Lions again. All right. So, what I'm saying is this game is a this game is a is a big game for the Minnesota Vikings. Like they have to really go in there and take care of business, and I mean they have the potential of you know, running the board the rest of the season or they're going to drop one or two. But I really feel like if they continue to drop, if they drop two or more games, they might fall off the playoffs because it's getting a little tight. So, you know, thank you guys for, you know, rocking with me and, you know, being patient with me, you know, being, out, you know, you know, down with the weather or whatever, however they call it. But um, you know how I feel about it and you know how I end the videos. So, Skull, baby. Thanks for tuning into the Skull State of Mind podcast. Take a beat to give us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next time and don't forget to follow Skull State of Mind on all social media platforms to keep up with all the news and updates. Thanks again for listening. And as always, Skull Vikings.